everybody, and welcome to this episode of The Black Retreat. I am your host, Misha L, and I'm here with a very special guest. So, um, first of all, this special guest is also special because y'all know how I start the episodes off with how we met. <laughs> this is actually the first time that we have met. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. So, it is. We, can, uh, we can just get right to it. So, this is Maria Smith. Hi. Maria D. Smith. Maria D. <laughs> Maria D. Smith. Excuse me. Don't forget the D, honey. And the D is for. That's right. <laughs> the D is for that's right. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so me and Maria, we actually connected through Rayma. Yeah, shout out Rayma Boston. Rayma Boston. Amazing. I love her. Yes, I love Rayma. She's the best. Yeah, she really is. She's literally just like. A walking angel. I love her so much. She's just, she peeps everything. Yeah. But, <laughs> but also is still so graceful and so uh, peaceful and so kind. Like, she knows what's up, but you will never face her. And you know what? <laughs> the fact that, like, you got Rayma down <laughs> to, like, three words. That is exactly how Rayma is. If y'all don't know, y'all need to go back and watch her episode. I think it's episode number two. Rayma is funny also. Hilarious. So Hilarious. I definitely see a lot of you in Rayma. Oh my gosh. We clicked like, I want to say instantly. Like, yeah. I don't know, remember what the conversation was, but it wasn't too long after that. So we were like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> like, so tell me how you and Rayma met. So Rayma and I met while she was in a writer's colony. Okay. And I was working for the company at the time. Like okay. I was a, an office assistant and um, I was just, you know, attending to the writers. So I had been a part of Writers Colony, actually, mm. the summer of 2022. Okay. Right after I graduated with my MFA from Northwestern, I went to um, join the Writers Colony, and I was one of four uh, incredible women writers. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to go from this PWI mm-hmm. um, artistic hub mm-hmm. uh, into a black female um culturally rooted space yeah like you know it's kind of like okay you've done all the instructional stuff right scholarly things but now how how do you vibe yeah just kind of now it's time to freaky yeah Yeah. exactly exactly (laughs) so that was cool it felt like a really big unlearning process so i had gone through the colony so now that i was working at the company Mm -hmm. um i was attending to rayma as a writer in the in the colony okay so um we were just we were just vibing off of just like you know showing up and mm-hmm. craft and um you know just vibes personability yeah um i mean because it was at the time when i was um serving there having been through the rice colony myself mm-hmm. i was really just like intentional about creating space yeah and, um creating the energy that like I know helped me or like is or what was what I wanted to see while I was there. Absolutely. So just welcoming her when she came in mm-hmm. and just like chatting it up and seeing what was going on. And I don't know, we just became friends. Yeah. We just became friends. But I will say from my experience in it, I had just a different perspective, how like I wanted to help and engage mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't much, but it was. Yeah. It was a great way for me to meet great people. Yeah. So. And when you say like you attended to the writers, what do you mean? Um, just like making sure they had little things, things mm-hmm. that we often take for granted, but are so essential to yeah. making sure that we have um, time and space and um, energy to get things done. So like yeah. stocking up on snacks, yeah, water, whatever. Just encouraging words. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just little things. Um, yeah. I think that's something that I learned from my grandma who um, mm. used to work in like the healthcare space. She yeah. was, I, I actually don't know what she, what she did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what she did. I she know just she, was in healthcare. She worked at the health department and yeah. that's all I know. That is so funny. That is such a grandma thing. Like, yeah. oh, she worked, she worked at the health yeah. department. She worked at this department. Yes, like, that's, I, that's it. That's, that's all. It. That's all I know. But with that, like, if we went to go visit her at work when she would, before she had retired, it was just like, she was homies with everybody. Like, yeah. everyone knew her. Like, they come up there just to say hi to her. Type yeah. Vibe. I don't know. And it was like, 
she wasn't doing I'm, I can't say, tell you what she was doing I don't want to say she wasn't doing much but it's like whatever she was doing it kept the place afloat and I'm like so I just embodied that same energy with like you know what I'm just keeping this place afloat yeah like, I just I just want to add to the energy That's yeah it. so yeah I out of um I want to say me showing up with that experience mm-hmm. um and those influences it allowed me to meet great people like yeah. Rama, uh, like Paris, like Latasha, like yeah. Tosin, um, et cetera, et cetera, and then some. Yeah. Um, and these are all people a part of the colony. Yeah, I that's okay. yeah, that's specifically Rama's cohort. Yeah. But um, the Rice Colony was a, just a really great community building place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it yeah. was it was such a valuable experience that has just helped me foster community. In Los Angeles, a place that I wasn't even thinking about, I wasn't even thinking about, wasn't even worried about, and it's become this, uh, it's become a home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Just, (laughs) I'm just saying, I just, I I still haven't changed my license or my tags. I'm like, I'm from Tennessee. (laughs) I I was just gonna say, because you're from Tennessee. Just because I'm like, claim this place yeah. claim los angeles as my home are you crazy how long have you been here i've only been here for like a year and a half and how do we fit are we are we staying no are we it's, good? i'm okay. here i pay bills here yeah. i voted here i'm here come on vote i did i voted i voted i was like yes. i don't even know y'all for real but let me read up on this let yes. me see what's happening i think it was uh the black female mayor candidate mm-hmm. that was on the ballot this go round. Um, I was just looking at uh, some of the the reports and stuff on, like, I guess what they're trying to stand on and what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. And I'm like, you know what? I think I should vote. Yeah. <laughs> I think I should vote out here. That was here. me last time. I was like, let me read every single one yes. and get into this well, because I don't know what's going on I here. I was like, I, I, I'm getting the highlights, right? I'm yeah. getting the highlight notes. So, because I think I had registered to vote like the day before mm. the thing. So, I'm, I'm behind. I'm yeah. Just like, but I just feel this urgency to be a good citizen. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh. <laughs> they giving me yeah. the pamphlet. I'm like, yes. Let yeah. me. But, and I'm taking forever. Yeah. I'm taking forever at the little podium thing because I'm trying to read and yeah. I'm like going through it. And I'm like, wait a second. I don't know. So, if I vote yes, does this mean exactly no? Or if I vote no, does that mean yes? Like, no, for real. And the workers were just like, ma'am, just, <laughs> just vote. They say you should have had this together like, before you got here. So, nobody told you <laughs> that you could have been so prepared. Like, you could have been... And you know what? It doesn't matter because as long as you got it done. And it got done. And the lady won. So I feel very successful. Period. And you contributed to that. And I did. (laughs) And I did. So, yeah, I voted here. So I guess it's home. Yes. But I imagine that is very important to you because if you guys have not figured out by now, Maria is a writer. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, we probably didn't say anything specifically. (laughs) We didn't say any of that But I, we got time. We're going to get into it. Okay, great, Okay, great, okay. Great, so great. you're a writer. Mm-hmm. You're also a playwright. Yes. Miss Mamas. Yes. <laughs> um, so a writer from Tennessee. You know what's so funny about every person that I know from Tennessee? They rep Tennessee so hard. Yeah. Like, what is there something in the water? Like, why why y'all be leaving if y'all love it so much, huh? Oh. 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 So I'm just playing. I mean, no, that's a great question. You're doing your job. You're doing your job in a really great way. No, I love where I'm from. Yeah. Um, in all of its chaos and all of its beauty, mm-hmm. it's the place where I was raised and where I um, found myself, found my calling, mm-hmm. and became just so rooted in uh, just my history as a human being. Yeah. Like, I, fun fact about me, my <laughs> undergraduate university owns the uh, plantation where my earliest ancestor was brought to, and they use it for, they use that plantation for agricultural research, so, um, mm-hmm. and this is in the state of Tennessee, right, yeah. so that, I just, having a fact like that, yeah, like, I'm, I'm in the, in the soil, like, yeah. that's a real cyclical, yeah, <laughs> The fact that you even know that, like, that's amazing. Well, and it wasn't, I think I had just looked up recent pictures of Mm -hmm. the the plantation because it's the Ames Plantation in Mm. West Tennessee. 
and my family would just talk about it like oh yeah that's when the family was on the Amos plantation whatever because we have a lot of like oratory history mm-hmm. about um just like my ancestors and things because i my mom's people are from west tennessee Fall okay. tennessee specifically which is outside of memphis um is not memphis so there's tennessee and then there's memphis okay and that's with all respect okay and the idea is memphis tennessee is its own place okay it is, a part of Ten- it is a part of Tennessee. Okay. And it, and we're so grateful. Mm-hmm. But it is also its <laughs> own place. And you that's, said we don't claim Memphis. No, 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 no. That's but, not what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> Memphis don't claim us. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. I done heard some things about Memphis, though. I love Memphis. No, I love it. That, that's all that matters. Huh? I love it. No, I yeah. love it. And that's why I'm like, I'm it's just amazing. giving respect where respect is due. Okay. Okay. Because... <laughs> That's all. That's all. But no, my. We're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) I promise it's so much respect. Yeah. It's so much respect. That's what's up. um, My my mom's family is from West Tennessee, outside of there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, Tennessee is a big part of who I am. I think it's really interesting where it stands as a state and like the history of this country. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about it, Tennessee is like the most interesting state. Like socially, Expound. socially, mm-hmm. we're just we're chaotic. We keep the ball rolling. <laughs> we keep the ball rolling, and it's like it might be a toss up between Tennessee and Florida. A little bit. Yeah. You never know what to expect. <laughs> Something comes across the news, you're like, this isn't Tennessee. Isn't I usually my first is Florida, but you know what, Tennessee. It's a close it be, second. But it's you know what? It don't be Tennessee. It be Memphis. Stop. Literally. <laughs> Stop now. And I'm not even playing. Stop now. All right. What I, <laughs> what I was trying to say was, um, it's a really interesting place. Yes. It's an interesting place. So, so, so here you go. Here you go. Mm-hmm. Right. So Tennessee also has like an HBCU hub, mm-hmm. like similar to Atlanta. So yeah. specifically in Nashville, there's American Baptist College, Fisk University, mm-hmm. Tennessee State University, Meharry mm-hmm. Medical College. They're all in basically in their own version of University Row mm-hmm. um, down in Nashville off Jefferson Street. Okay. And so like that's unique to me, the Woolworth sit-ins with, uh, with our man, John. Um, why can't I remember his last name? Good Trouble. You know his name. I know his face. Yes. Look. Represent John so Lewis. Sorry. John Lewis. Okay. That's his name. That's yes. John, recipes, John Lewis. John, John Lewis. John Lewis. Yes, 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 um, yes. Yeah, but like the Woolworth sit-ins at uh, downtown Nashville and lunch counters mm-hmm. with John Lewis. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the place where like the KKK was founded. Yes. Unfortunately, the place where Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the home of the Fist Jubilee Singers. Mm-hmm. Also home of... Um, uh, Nikki Giovanni spent time in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Usher Raymond mm-hmm. uh, was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's like we're, we're yeah. a big concoction yeah. of good and bad and chaos and niceness. Whiskey. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> Dolly Parton. Like, yes. it's, I'm just saying, I yeah. think where I come from is very unique and vast yes. and and having pride in that and having yeah. pride in like the unique nature of which it comes from Absolutely. all of its flaws all of its uh technicalities yeah um all of its wrongs yeah and all of the um the revolutionary acts to mm-hmm. make those wrongs right yeah um i i don't know i take pride in yeah. that i take pride in the fact that the ratifications and the changes that are coming out of tennessee that are uh you know being pushed against when yeah. they're just morally chaotic and For wrong sure. the, to see like the political leaders that we're getting out of that all like mm-hmm. the, the representation the uh the changes the initiatives the just all of that that comes with yeah. the wrong of it all mm-hmm. this like radical uh revolution that comes with that's a bit that's a lot to take pride in yeah right like it's absolutely. like yeah they do some crazy stuff but have you seen yeah how that same place has responded in return like you better teach me about Tennessee, I'm honey. I'm just saying. Also, the state fruit is the tomato. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> it is. It is. You know what? Honestly, that's a little chaotic in nature. In right. Itself. Right. Just exactly. It is. It is. <laughs> but anyway. But, it, but I'm okay with that because you know what I love? A fried green tomato. Ew. Well, I, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry okay. to the South. It's okay. That's all right. I don't. That's all right. But you know what? I um, I'm 
I'm not a huge tomato fan. Just it's, okay. it's like it's like I eat them, just like the small ones okay. though. But it's Some but it's all good though. But you know what? Good. Tennessee has produced a lot of amazing things. This and is true. Oprah Winfrey. Most importantly, right now. Oh. Maria D. Goldsmith. Okay. I you know what? I didn't say it. Um I think I said Goldsmith. I was I done intertwined your freaking Instagram name, which is Wordsmith. Yes. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like this is such a freaking cool Instagram name. Thank you. Cause at first I was like, oh, is this her last name? And then Word I was Smith? like, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, Misha. <laughs> no, it's all good. It was crazy as I think I've I think I'm pretty gifted at picking a good Instagram handle because yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, pre- pre-Cosby shenanigans when yeah. he was still America's dad, <sighs> America's grandpa. I know. But you got to bring it up. Yeah. So I, I yeah. don't seem like I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yes. So it was before that. And um, on Instagram in high school, my name, my handle was Maria Huxtable. Really? Yes. And it was it was pretty dope. That is. And um, to the point where, for some reason, the high school librarian thought my last name was Huxtable. No. Like, was getting my records, my school records, and my Instagram handle. She was like, I don't see you on here. And she was like, I'm confused. Is it your last name? I was like, no, girl. So, like, legally, there's this thing called, like, a government name that I have, that I have had since before the internet was accessible to me. My first question (laughs) is, how come the school librarian... Is following me on Instagram? Exactly. I... (laughs) Um, and you were in high school also, like, and you know, we just, we just gonna ease on by, (laughs) we just, we just gonna let you in the school library and have have that little moment. (laughs) I I was, I I was confused. That's hilarious. But okay. So for school, you went to the university of Tennessee. Yeah. I went to the university of Tennessee in Knoxville, Mm -hmm. um, Knoxville, Tennessee for undergrad. Started off as a journalism major. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in my church, one of these pastors used to call me little Oprah. So I was like, I guess I'm going to be Oprah. Like, yeah. that was what was told to me. But I grew up, like, I knew I wanted to write things down. I knew I wanted to, like, make things. Mm-hmm. and But I didn't have the language to know that I wanted to be a playwright, be a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I guess I did, but I didn't think of it as a practical means of, like, career. You mm-hmm. know, no one's. I don't know. I don't want to say no one is telling the kids that they can be writers, yeah. but it's not, I don't know. You just, you, people don't really give it no. too much respect. They don't. <laughs> Hence the writer strike. Hence the writer strike. Just exactly. Ended, thank God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's, I didn't necessarily grow up um, thinking about being a writer as the end all be all mm-hmm. accessible career. Yeah. Um, so, or at, in a creative way, yeah. right? I, I assumed I had to find it in um, whatever manner was in the boxes that I could check. Do you want yeah. to be a journalist? Do you want to be a um, teacher? Do teacher. you want to, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just kind of keep it in these really formalized boxes. And um, you, you go with that. Mm-hmm. It's a major, you pick it, you study it, you figure it out. And I enjoy mm-hmm. parts of it, like editing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the frustrating part to me was how restrictive we were um, when it comes to, you know, creating factual stories. Yeah. News, news stories need to be facts. Yeah. The, this happened, it happened, and I'm telling you about it. Yeah. And it might happen again. Yeah. But check back at this day to <laughs> exactly. make sure that all this lines up again. It's very, it's very structured. Mm-hmm. It's very structured. And that was very frustrating to me yeah. <laughs> because I felt like, especially talking about people or experiences, the, the, very strict technicalities of only keeping the facts, which is yeah. necessary. Yeah. When it's necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It made me, I was like, but I'm, we're not feeling it. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Like, I always say journalism is like the dog died, the dog is dead, the funeral's on Monday. Mm. So, but then, and my frustration was, well, well, what was his name? Like, did he have any extracurricular activities? Like, what did yeah. he love? Like, what is this? How did he make people feel? Like, you and you, yeah, yeah, and like you can add that to journalism, right? This is very specific uh, lane for things, but uh, we were really learning how to just keep it practical, keep it short, keep it factual, mm-hmm. informed. Do not have a perspective, a specific point of view. Like, you yeah. have to keep it 
subjective, mm-hmm. like, uh, or not subjective, but objective. Um, like neutral. Yes. Yeah. Like just, and I understood it and I respected yeah. it, but I hated it. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> cause I was just like, this just feels like a very bare bone structure to mm-hmm. life. Um, and I had grown up like writing skits and stuff. I used to watch like In Living Color and stuff yeah. with my cousins growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really fun to me how they were taking society at that time and putting it in conversation with this like chaos yeah. of like Wanda or mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just uh, and Fire Marshal Dan. Yeah. Or, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. All that, mm-hmm. like, you know. Uh-huh. And so between all that and in Living Color, I feel like me and my cousins, or me, I didn't want to speak for them. I feel like I just brought them into something. <laughs> they're like, fine. If we are going to do this yeah. one time yeah. <laughs> and don't call us again. Like, That's what cousins are for, though. Yeah. The shenanigans. But it was fun. Yes. It was fun. <laughs> so, um, but I think between those two, you see someone putting, like, real life in conversation mm-hmm. um, with, like, celebrity references, parodies, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you also see these kids mm-hmm. doing it as well, character, yeah. uh, work, um, existing in high stakes, all this kind of stuff. It just was like, oh, okay, like, yeah. you can do it too. But then... I don't know. There was a disconnect between, yes, you can grow up and do, you can do this and have fun mm-hmm. as kids and you can do this and like love your life as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a disconnect there mm-hmm. for me. I didn't think that that was. Yeah. I didn't think the things that made me happy in childhood could translate into like mm. a sustainable life as an adult. And a lot of parents <laughs> don't think that either. <laughs> right. Well, well, I think it's all a matter of like trying to keep us safe, right? Yeah. They just want to make sure we can pay our bills. Exactly. They want to make sure that we are able to leave something behind, mm-hmm. right? Create a legacy. So I get it. Yeah. But I do think um, it's a it's a growth process on both ends. Yeah. Like they have to be able to expand their minds as far as like how to perceive the world and how it's mm-hmm. changed and like what careers do look like now. Yeah. And then we all we have to be brave enough to mm-hmm. even if they don't understand it, do it anyway. Yeah. Um, and not out of a form of disrespect, but yeah. out of just like, you know, I I see this. I'm mm-hmm. very in tune with like what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing right now. Exactly. And I ha- if follow me, mm-hmm. and we'll figure it out together. But like, yeah, I, I got to stand on this and you got to stand beside me. Exactly. And that's the best way for it to work. Yeah. I think. Because so. that's like, that's literally like the foundation of this podcast and mm-hmm. itself. Because I was like, I want to reach people who think that these jobs are not attainable. Yeah. Or yeah, like yeah. realistic. Yeah. And I'm like, it's very much so. It's just not people talking about it very yeah, much. Yeah. Because even when I came in. When I came, it was like, well, what you going to do? Because <laughs> I got my degree, I got my bachelor's in English, and mm-hmm. then it was automatically like, oh, so you're going to be an English teacher? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't really even like kids that much. Like, <laughs> so not like I'm like, no, I like kids, but not in a school setting. Yeah. I it's a lot. Like, that. it is a lot. And I was a substitute teacher for a little while, so right. I was like, this is not for me. Because I... Ended up getting my master's degree yeah, yeah, yeah. in screenwriting. Oh, amazing. Yes. So, and you also got your yes. master's. Oh, so yeah. Yes. Sorry. I went on this like long tangent. You are, about... you are totally fine. I love a tangent. Come on. Um, I'm just here to. Tori, chop it up. I... Chop it up, Tori, please. My bad. No, Um, you're fine. You're totally fine. So I went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville, started off as a journalism major, hated it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Hated it. (laughs) Switched to English, um, had a minor in Africana studies, Mm -hmm. could have, like, also had a minor in, like, theater and Spanish and stuff like that, but I had switched my major uh, spring semester of junior year. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you know, you know, (laughs) I was just like pushing to like get all my electives in so I could just at least, you know, graduate fulfilled and knowing Mm -hmm. that I I picked something that I actually liked and not settle for. Yes. So um, but when I started studying theater or not theater, when I started studying English at the University of Tennessee, I also ended up taking a lot of theater classes, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of Shakespeare overlap and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, I took a Caribbean literature class Mm -hmm. and just like the fiction um, or the elaborate nonfiction and like the plays and stuff like that that were considered to be English studies gave me the the details, the meat, the 
um, the perspective that mm-hmm. I wanted journalism to have. Yeah. Like, I guess I grew up watching Nightline with my mama <laughs> on Fridays. So I was like, ooh, yeah. ooh. And I thought we was going to get into that. And they're like, go report on this um, new fire hydrant that they just put downtown. And we're like, so in other news, like- <laughs> there's a new fire hydrant in front of the CC's Pizza. Like the video of the puppies, like, oh, and here's these puppies. Yes, yes. Running around. Yes, yes. Boring. So, yeah, very, very. <laughs> so. But so you ended up. So, so your transition from Tennessee to LA, how's that been for you? It's been cool. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I had some, some leaps along the way. So mm-hmm. I graduated from university of Tennessee in 2018 mm-hmm. and I initially got accepted to go to NYU to get my master's in performing arts administration. Okay. And I had kind of just made up in my mind, like, Oh, I'll just be in the administrative part of art. Like I'm not going to try. I was about to say, cause what does that artist. mean? Performing arts administration. Just kind of like helping with, uh, Mark, a lot of producer roles, like mm-hmm. marketing, um, connecting, uh, or networking, mm-hmm. um, producing mm-hmm. um you know events content fundraising so just like yeah. the the real technical bits and pieces that mm-hmm. keep establishments afloat like yeah. in art is an establishment i think we think that it's just like oh the actors <laughs> love it the writer yeah. loves it the director loves it. it's like no people have to like get paid there has to be promotions there has to be there's all this fine lines and business behind it yes. just like anything else mm-hmm. so i was just gonna i was Oh, I was like, cool, let's let's do that. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I was excited to go to New York because New York was like the biggest city I had ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, yes, this is the biggest, like yeah. I want to be a part of the biggest place in the world. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, but at the same time, even though I said like, oh, I'm not going to try to be an artist for real, I still had thoughts in my mind of like well i can like try and go to like an off 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 broadway audition like <laughs> in my spare time like i can i can figure it out i can might find a little yeah. scene or whatever so there was still a, a nugget mm-hmm. a mustard seed of like that still in me yeah but i was um convincing myself that like i was just gonna help out yeah i was just gonna play it safe mm. but the way that god works yeah um even though that seemed like the best plan in the world to me, everything I was trying to do to get there and make it and solidify it, like mm-hmm. solidify housing and stuff like that was falling through. Yeah. So I didn't get to go. And I was so heartbroken because I was like, well, I, that was my only move that I had in my toolbox of becoming a real adult. Mm. What do I do now? Yeah. Like that, it was really my only plan that I had really just considered. Okay. Um, And it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. It was... It was so crushing. Mm-hmm. It really broke my little heart. Like it broke my spirit because I was like, "Well, I don't know what to do." Yeah. I, and I just, I wasn't taking myself seriously. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Girl, you couldn't even get to New York. Like, oh. grow up." <laughs> like, <laughs> Shut up. I was my biggest critic, and yeah. I just was like, "I'm not doing this right." Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. But I ended up. In, in a panic, I was like, well, I applied to this other school. Like, I'm going to just go here. And I ended up going to Belmont University and getting my master's in English Lit and creative writing. Mm-hmm. And um, it helped me find some more direction. Okay. So it wasn't my first plan, but it was the necessary plan. Mm-hmm. Because I was getting into, you know, more literature, more um, genres. So, like, uh, a genre that I really love thanks to that program is the like post-colonialism mm-hmm. fiction just like talking about or post-colonialism pre-colonialism like just this this fiction that really talks about like what life is like before and after um you know your life gets invaded by these people that think they know what's best for you like yeah colonialism is just um loud white people trying to yell in your face and tell you <laughs> that you like it so come on <laughs> come on and break it down the <laughs> Because if you really want to know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I enjoy reading like books and content about just like how, um, either fictionalized or, you know, uh, or adaptations or whatever, just like how life has changed or what's Mm -hmm. adapted or what life is happening in, in the meantime. Yeah. White people are, you know, invading spaces all the time. Yeah. Like, you know, this upper 
one percent like capitalistic mm-hmm. driven people they're always doing this right always. but there are people existing in the midst of it anyway yeah and yep. so i was and that was the kind of stuff that i felt like journalism was supposed to do journalism was yeah. supposed to tell me about the little man yeah that we overlook in this bigger conversation of mm-hmm. war to make me then understand why the like war itself is so cataclysmic Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to help me understand like how this affects all totalities of the world yeah because i'm understanding this one person and to be fair i feel like journalism does do that but it wasn't i wasn't finding my way Mm -hmm. into it and who knows i think given the right topic i would put on a journalism hat yeah and like you know do the research do the finds and stuff like that but at the time it just wasn't feeding me i wasn't finding the thing but um so do you feel like that's why, well, I imagine your writing is very um, rooted in intersectionality? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I learned when I was getting my master's at Belmont about mm-hmm. how much I cared about the um, the characters that I was reading mm-hmm. and like just their, their intricate natures and all that kind of stuff and just the overlaps. Mm-hmm. And being in these like formalized... Um, Africana studies classes, literature classes, we're talking a lot about intersectionality mm-hmm. and like just the black female existence or the black femme existence, mm-hmm. um, the, the black community as a whole, and just like all these different layers on top of it that can't just be reduced to black. Yeah. Or, you know. Because they will try. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just like, it is, no, it's just so much more to it. So, yeah. um, knowing, diving into that with just like these formal pieces of literature made me want to see it in, you know, more just, like, day-to-day entertainment mm-hmm. and just, like, what that, um, what all that can encompass. Yeah. Um, and especially when it comes to the black narrative, like, outside of the places that we expect to hear from. So, mm-hmm. like, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Chicago, New York. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, and that's another reason why I stand so hard for Tennessee. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one's talking about, like, black people in Tennessee mm-hmm. but the black people in Tennessee but the black people in Tennessee so it's like I, I just feel obligated yeah. to make sure that people know that we exist yeah that's one of the things that I loved whenever I went uh when I got my MFA mm-hmm. um I think that's when it hit me and I was like wow like there's so many different people from different places and like this is how we get the different stories Mm -hmm. from the different people from the different places Mm -hmm. obviously because i'm like there's people in here from freaking egypt there's Mm -hmm. people in here from australia from um wherever everybody was from everywhere honestly yeah (laughs) and i'm like and this is how you get those stories out but it's crazy because like a lot of times those are not the people that are being chosen yeah to put the stories out yeah. and then journalism. Right. So <laughs> Right, right, right. So Yes. So it all like interconnect with this nonsense of like there's only this one agenda being pushing pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it's super important for writers like us from um <laughs> the Midwest and the South yeah, <laughs> to yeah. do these things. And that's that's what's up though. And so so you're a writer and you're you're also a playwright. Yes, so I've read, okay. so I got into I've actually in some way or another have written plays my whole life mm-hmm. um and was inspired by my grandma who was a playwright. Mm-hmm. Uh she she didn't see this is also um health department grandma. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Come on, health department grandma. Yes. Shout out to health department but grandma. First lady Helen Messenger. Oh, come on. <laughs> Come on, first lady. We love a first lady. Yes, but- <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Hats and all. Yes. Come on. And I know she was fine. Absolutely. Stepping. Yes. Stepping in church. Yes. Okay. But- that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was her, um, I guess, initiative that she took as mm-hmm. a first lady of a church. So she was, you know community programming mm-hmm. events, stuff like that she was like well i'm gonna put on a play yeah and i just remember it being so bold <laughs> because well because she had um this thing called the the mother's day breakfast or something mm-hmm. and she would have it every year have it every year and so this play would be a part of the thing every uh-huh. year and it was a saga 
and it was I don't remember the name. Uh-huh. I just remember it was just being so dramatic, and it was taking a lot of like real world stuff uh-huh. and like putting them in conversation with like spirituality and stuff. So like, uh, my my great and and, and then that's another thing. It was real Shakespearean too, and I'm just yeah. like, Grandma, what were you on? Like, what's <laughs> happening? So because um, it was real Shakespearean because it was like this all female cast. Mm-hmm. But they're also playing like the men and all that kind of stuff. So it's mm. like, it, yeah, it's oh. <laughs> so like my, one of my great aunts will play the no good man. And they would like uh, tape some yarn on top of her lip as her mustache and like put a hat on her, like stuff all her hair underneath. It was like, yeah. And so <laughs> was it hilarious or it did was, it just like make sense? Like, oh, we get it. Like it was a little bit of both. <laughs> it was a little bit of both because, yeah, I. It's crazy, but I do also believe that this is a no good man. I'm like, dang, Mm-mm-mm. him and that mustache. Yeah, I'm like, mm. I forget. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like somebody get him out of here. Somebody get him out of here. Like I, I want to fight him, and I'm like, oh my god, that's my auntie. I'm so sorry. But like, plays be like that though. Like, like you that. get so into it. You get into and it. That's so, it. And so they had this saga of a play every year, and there would be different. They would be like, last year on, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> like, they'd keep catch you up with what's happening with characters and stuff like that. And they would be talking about real stuff. Like, I remember at one point, like, one of the characters was like, well, you know, I'm bisexual and you're just going to have to deal with it or something like that. Like, talking about sexuality yeah. and stuff. And so then you had these, like, you had these Christian-based women in here, like, seeing content that was, like, worldly. Yeah. Worldly in conversation with like faith and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, now what the, like the outcome was as far as like the conversation between the parents and stuff, yeah. I don't recall. Yeah. I just remember he, like hearing that this was part of the conversations that she was trying to have. Yeah. And I was just like, and that, <laughs> that is real. Yeah. Especially, and you're right. That was bold. Yeah. And for the first lady yeah. to yeah. be putting it on. Yeah. And she's like, that's the play. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, shout out to my grandma. Yeah. Shout out to my grandma. I'm her namesake, actually. Oh. So, yeah, it was um, when I actually started taking writing plays seriously, she mm-hmm. was like very, she was so excited. Yeah. Um, she was like, I was wondering who was going to pick it up. Yeah. Like, and I'm so happy that it's you. I was like, thanks. She said, my baby. Literally, literally, literally. She said, I gave it to you to have. Literally. And so I would call her and we talk about writing and stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just cannot. I can't get no notification. She's like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it'll it'll come to you. She's like, you probably need to rest. She was like, can you, you mm-hmm. can't force it. If you force it yeah. too much, you're just going to hate it. Yeah. So just like, vibe out. Rest Chill is out. so important, though. So important. So and important. shout out to her for being so ahead of her time very like that very. that is shocking in the most beautiful way though yeah. like the fact that she can lead you in that and yes. then a whole church full of women yeah that is that's a big deal yeah and like, it's like mothers and daughters too yes so like the content is trying to also kind of create this intersectionality yeah between these generations having these uh conversations about mm-hmm. like how things are different how exactly. sex is perceived in this generation but by and versus this generation mm-hmm. over here like it's just yeah she yeah. was she was doing things and um i didn't realize how big of an influence that was i didn't it's like it's been in front of my face the whole time yeah and i didn't it just kind of had to like throw me off my bike for me to like realize it yeah because like I, I thought i was riding my bike to new york and then god was like please yeah. like wake up yeah because you were mentioning to me earlier that like that was the the goal yeah but then the bottom kind of fell out of all that yeah and the, then you and how'd you even you know what we never even ended up in la we haven't even <laughs> ended up in la yet we haven't even ended up. i'm like girl i went up the street I went up the street. I went up the street to college and I drove back I the street I love down. it though. Like, baby, this is a story, okay? Oh this gosh. is this is a storyteller and this is how it goes, y'all. I this hope is so. this is real life. No. I hope so. No, because the journey to get here is long. It is. It is. It is long. And I have felt like I've been losing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> because of how to because of like you you can't predict. Yeah. The, how it's gonna go but someone's journey that i've really been admiring is victoria monet's like um first of all shout out to miss victoria monet for her seven seven. grammy nominations and also shout out to hazel monet 
for being the youngest, youngest. Grammy nominee yes. ever, Miss Thang, and on a song with Earth, Wind, and Fire. At that. Like. It's legendary all around. Legendary. Shout um, out to the girls. Shout out to her. Every, <laughs> shout out to her. Yes. But go, go ahead. So, but yeah, <laughs> I, her journey is very inspirational to me because she had been, I was listening to a uh, Sirius XM interview with her. And her journey is so inspirational because she has been doing this for like 10 plus years yeah. or so and has just been doing all aspects of the journey. Yeah. It, it is what it sounds like when it comes to being a singer, songwriter, performer, where it's Absolutely. like songwriting for other people or mm-hmm. like, you know, um, creating music that, you know, you end up, you, you might want to keep, but you mm-hmm. have to give to somebody else yeah. and just like trusting the ebbs and flows of the process and maybe getting more into dance at one point and mm-hmm. then, you know, maybe doing a lot of background at one point. I don't know. It just, yeah. and I, I can't draw her map for, for her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, this is just from stuff that I've heard. I would love to say that I was a day one. Yeah. Fan. I'm new to the wave. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to be on the wave. Yeah. But it's like, if I can only imagine um, what her journey was looking like. Yeah. For her to now, you know, be on this maybe what her fifth or sixth like i'm not sure i became project. a fan during um sorry guys uh i became a fan during ass like that um that yes. was that was <laughs> <He wants me. laughs> yes and i was like who is this girl yes i said who is this and then i found out that she was like writing for ariana yes and yes. i was like oh yes oh she's that girl it, yes exactly so I don't know either. All that to say, she's done things. Yes, and she's just now at this. She's now been embraced in like all of this light of like mm-hmm. what she deserves. Like the the Grammy nomination is no surprise. Yeah, like, she's been doing the work. She's been doing the Grammy nominated work, mm-hmm. even if it hasn't been hitting her directly. Exactly. So, but her journey of just being persistent and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. Um, from what I've learned about her has been really, really great and admirable. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's like her wins right now mm-hmm. feel very personal. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Yeah. Every single one of them. Because I'm like, oh, excuse me. Tori, edit that out. Um. <laughs> Tori. <laughs> Thank you. And you better. <laughs> but no, you, I feel like... um. Just watching her rise mm-hmm. and then knowing that she knew that it was always going to be like this, yeah. even though people didn't know her at first. And to be honest, that is the type of stuff that I pay attention to a lot mm-hmm. because it is personal because coming up myself yeah. and I'm like, um, I talk about this quite often, but starting is so humbling Mm -hmm. when nobody knows you when you feel like you just grind in the silence your head is down and it's like who am i doing this for they ask me what i do and who i do it for literally come up with this in the studio he don't even get an answer he's just like i just know what i want for my birthday i was about to (laughs) and you know what i literally never even thought about it until this moment when you were singing it and i was like there's actually no point to that because who do you do it for for the birthday person or like I what i, 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 I won't say it because my parents will be like misha why would you say that i know but i know honestly two chains anyway i do love two chains but know. yes so i don't know i can definitely see how your career could mirror victoria's or anybody's for that matter because mm. just you know Trying to get to where you're going. Right. And just right. being a storyteller. And like you said, you're like, we're not even in LA, in LA yet. I was like, no, no I know. <laughs> I know. When I tell you, like, so like you said, starting was humbling. Going back home, staying at my mama's house, like, working, balancing jobs, taking odd jobs was very, like, I was very confused mm-hmm. and just like, okay, yeah. like, what am I doing? I I had grown up with um, a lot of life spoken over me, a lot of yeah. um, expectations that yeah. I either internalized or were, you know, sometimes placed yeah. on me. And so with that in mind, I thought I was supposed to be 23 and, like, out here just, yeah. like, making it work. Like, whatever I'm doing, I'm top of my game. Yeah. Like, book an appointment to speak to me. No. Like, <laughs> and it's like, no, okay. I'm very accessible. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
busy. I'm just at the house. I'm just at the house. <laughs> I'm just at the house. I'm not even doing anything. And so I was, I, I was my own worst critic as far as just like mm-hmm. be, at, trying to figure out what was my pace, like what was going on, like why am I behind, like yeah. just you in my head, just really beating myself up. But then also still trying to take the steps forward. So I'm grateful for my my master's that I got at Belmont because it showed me how much, like I said, um, characters that are true and human mm-hmm. like how important that is and i really got to that conclusion after doing this project on handmaid's tale mm. and i put the book the movie and the show and conversation together and mm-hmm. i talked about how um in the show samira wiley's character mm-hmm. if you track that character from the show to the movie to the book like if you, you track in all of it you'll see like it's not until the show that we see how devastating this society can be because mm-hmm. you are seeing what it looks like for this patriarchal um, dictatorship to affect a queer, black, masculine-presenting woman. Mm-hmm. And that's a world that's very specific. Yeah. To, and, and so it's going to have different tones of misogyny, different ideas of... Uh, of privilege and yeah. accessibility like it's just gonna look different absolutely so it and i i track that the character like oh how this is how it reads in the book this is how it's coming mm-hmm. off in the movie where all the people are white this is how it and just having that focus and like tracking down like i don't know it just felt like to do something with that much intention can really change a perspective yeah because handmaid's tale itself is written out of the fears of what our society can become without, you know, considering women mm-hmm. as human beings. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we've seen that with like the overturning of Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it, so the book went, wasn't too far off. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately it wasn't too far off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see, you have a different relationship mm-hmm. with that book not being too far off when yeah. you then see someone who looks like you or someone that you care about or like a, a perspective that you can relate to for the most part yeah. in it, then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't care before, you would care now. Right. Because you're like, like whoa, now I got a whoa. problem. It's too yeah. close to home. Yeah. It's knocking at my door like, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I think if you can create work that does that, mm-hmm. you're then, you know, helping society see itself evolve, change, yeah. grow, you know, um, develop, evolve yeah. in ways that go beyond just having a good time for like, sure you know i like when i watch something and it's still in my in, in conversation with me yeah like, and i'm referencing it to like understand my world in real time yeah and so i just thought it would be really cool to participate in things like that mm-hmm. and it's creating the world creating the characters um putting them in a specific environment that would cause for them to you know respond in certain ways like mm-hmm. Kansas City mannerisms are different from Tennessee mannerisms. Yeah. And what does that look like when those are in conversations? Like, I don't know, just really taking on the possibilities of the world and putting them into, um, I don't want to say unpredictable conversations, mm-hmm. but like, you know, just things you haven't seen yet. Yeah. Like, just creating worlds that could influence your own world became, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like the light bulb went off. And I yeah, was like, this is the thing. This is the thing. Like yeah. this is what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> like I want to do that. Yes, I'm yeah. like ah, it, it finally makes sense. Like, yeah, because oh, if you add B, put C, <laughs> and then you put it here. Yeah, it's a writer. And yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's and that's what I ended up leading into. And during that time, I was like doing this internship with the Nashville Repertory Theater. Um, shout out to the Rep. Mm. And um. I was talking about this program I had been looking to online uh, at Northwestern, mm-hmm. writing for stage and screen, and the website has some black people on it. So I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like a cool thing. Yeah. I didn't know what a Northwestern was before I actually got there. Yeah. So I was just like, looks cool. Yeah. Let's figure it out. And it turned out that someone that I was working with at the time um, had a friend who went through the program. Mm-hmm. So it, things started aligning. For the same things that started falling out from under me when mm-hmm. I was trying to get to one location, yeah. seemed to effortlessly put themselves together going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And you know how God is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's intentional. Intentional. And I really think 
uh, aspiring comedian. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think. Aspiring. <laughs> no, he is. He's, you know what he's I mean? One. And, and I only say aspiring because he's like, ah! And you're like, you're like, I get it. Like, it's, I knew that you already knew, but you ain't had to play me like that. I'm like, it's only funny because I'm here now. But it wasn't funny it a month ago. It wasn't funny in, while no. I was in it. I wasn't laughing. Mm-mm. And he's like, that was so funny. You got it. Remember we were going through that? Remember when we were doing that? And you, like, cried? Yeah. And I... And it's like, bro. He like, bet you believe me now, huh? And I'm just like, okay. If that's, <laughs> if that's how you want to um, yes. orchestrate this relationship. So, um, yeah, that got me to Northwestern. I, the the friend she hooked me up with um, helped me with my application. I had wasn't really familiar with screenwriting, hadn't mm-hmm. formalized myself as a playwright. Like, I was just experimenting with the art form, seeing what could happen. Yeah. Um, and I at first I got waitlisted, and then I got in. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got called and I screamed. And my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> I'm moving to Chicago. Mm. <laughs> she was like, okay. But also, mind you, the pandemic has sprung. Mm. I moved to Evanston, Illinois, um, Chicago adjacent, okay. in August of 2020. Okay. Or September of 2020. I formally move in. And I'm in this program that's supposed to be so exciting, but the world has yeah shut down. <laughs> And even me moving to Evanston at the time, which was like, I I can't say that it was this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, can't say it was a bad decision. I can't say it's a, it was a smart decision. I can just say it was made. Mm, okay. Because like it was a whole pandemic. It yeah. Was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I had just graduated when the pandemic started. Yeah. So feel you it's like life is still happening it was weird it was like yes. do you do it do you not and i'm yes. like i'm gonna just do it and see what happens exactly if i get up here and this was not what i was supposed to do yeah at least we did it yes at least we can say something was like i can trace my steps and see like what happened for Absolutely. me to get here um so i guess overall it was just like a really scary decision to make because the mm-hmm. time uh the times of the world and then also just like the idea of like being artists yeah full time yeah so um but I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do it. And so I moved into a studio apartment up there. Yeah. And it was truly great. It yeah. was like I was just in like my own little artist incubator because I'm doing online school. I'm in my studio apartment with my plants. Like I'm just mm-hmm. vibing. I'm just vibing. I'm growing my hair out. I had locks at the time. I was yeah. Just getting an art school for sure. Come on. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Just getting art school. The locks and the plants. And my locks were green. Yeah. So it was very giving Maria art the tree. school combo. I want them back. I yeah. want to get back to Do that. you? It was a vibe. Because I like this, too. Thank you. But I ain't never seen a lock, so. Was, I mean, it didn't yeah. vibes, didn't vibe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but that was a really great time. My cohort, I feel like we were perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. Like, and I say cast because it just, everyone's so specific and so talented mm-hmm. and has so much to offer. Like, you can help but grow in your process of writing. Yeah. Um, I learned how to workshop mm-hmm. with uh with them in the best possible way as far as like really taking what works and leaving what doesn't Mm -hmm. um it was such a formative experience and it really put me in conversation with uh the industry Mm -hmm. as far as just like learning about technicalities and networking and and, um entry level opportunities and stuff like that so i think it was definitely essential to my experience and it kind of helped practicalize um is that a word i feel like it came out really smooth so it, it, whatever <laughs> <laughs> it kind of helped made it, it it kind of helped to make the career of an artist seem more practical to uh, my support system mm-hmm. which is who was very practical mm-hmm. um it when if you had this like validating network of people mm-hmm. to kind of sh- be like yeah like no we've studied this like this like you know, it's kind of like yeah. my 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 references mm-hmm. to prove that like I can make a living. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was really important too. Just mm-hmm. to, I mean, of course, sometimes you just have to do stuff without people being on your side or understanding the vision. Yes, you but do. it has been very helpful and a um, insurmountable blessing to yeah. have like my family really support you know what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying Absolutely. to get at. So. I'm just really grateful, and I and I'm grateful for school for kind of just showing them 
mm-hmm. you know, helping my opportunities make sense yeah. to them because uh, my mom is an educator her whole life. And so when I'm like, see, I got a scholarship to go to school to do this. She's yeah. like, ah, <laughs> heard. She said, now, now I get it. Yes. Sense. Yeah. She's like, yeah. got it. Got it. Yep. Cool. Heck yeah. But what's crazy is I remember in the third grade saying like, I don't want to be a lawyer because you have to go to school for eight years. And was in school for 45, trying to be a writer. Yeah. It happens. I did eight years of school <laughs> straight through. Yeah. Which is chaotic. I would not advise. No. <laughs> I would not Because mine was not straight through. Oh, Jesus. No. So I feel, so now being in L.A., getting back, <laughs> getting to the point. Oh, my gosh. We are now in L.A. Come on. Oh my gosh! But then again, it's been eight years, so it's, it's been like eight years. That's yeah, that's been. We went through eight <laughs> years in thirty minutes. Like we had to. I'm like, I feel like it should have been five. <laughs> uh, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is your story. Let me chop it up. I don't. I don't <laughs> tell you what to do. Like, Nobody oh, else does. I feel like everyone else is like, "Hey, Misha." So, Bing, Bang, Boom. No, everybody's different. <laughs> we don't compare. That's no. true. Comparison is a thief of joy. Exactly. And your race is your own. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that on that. So now in LA. Now we're in LA. Now in LA. Mm-hmm. Having done like eight eight hard years. Yes. Eight years of hard time. <laughs> Lockdown. <laughs> Lights out. Yes. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm regaining. I'm regaining my freedom. I feel yes. like I've earned it. Yeah. To a certain degree, I'm like existing in the late latter half of my twenties out here, which is really fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't my plan. I had just gotten the opportunity to go to Writers Colony right after graduation, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, let's let's go. Like, let's just let's just move. Let's see what happens." Yeah. And it really was just me following, um, following the flow. Like, yeah. just not trying to force anything. And that's something that I'm still learning how to do. I mm-hmm. make it sound effortless in yeah. that moment, but that was really a very chaotic time. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. It was a very chaotic time. Um, my grandma, mm-hmm. Lady Helen Messenger, <laughs> had um, had passed yeah. June 5th of 2022. Mm. I graduated June 13th of 2022. And I moved to Los Angeles the 15th. Mm. And I think I started the colony on the 17th mm. or something like that. Mm. How was that? It was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot going on. And it was very, so I kind of had no choice but to go with the flow. Yeah. Because it was very fast. It was just happening. It was just happening. Mm-hmm. There was nothing I could do Yeah, there to stop the flow or make it slower or Mm -hmm. make it faster like I just had to I just had to flow and so I'm realizing the pattern of Mm kind of having to submit to not kind of but having to submit to um the will of God Mm -hmm. the order of the universe Mm -hmm. however you want to phrase it Mm -hmm. I personally choose Jesus yes (laughs) Jesus in this house honey (laughs) I I, I personally choose Jesus the Christ yes But yeah, just learning to submit because that Mm -hmm. was a really chaotic time that I had to just trust that, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm getting access to this opportunity um, and my resources are lining up, I Mm -hmm. had like a grant from the university to pursue a project or an opportunity. So I was able to put that money towards, you know, transitioning out here and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything was just lining up. Yeah. Like I said, in a way that the first opportunity was not. Um, this was the second time, mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, just gonna follow from it and see yeah. what happens. So, um, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have met Remy. Yeah, wouldn't be here. Yeah. So you know, it's worked out. Yeah, <laughs> it's worked out so far. Yeah, um, absolutely. But it is really crazy. Not crazy, but yeah. it makes you understand the concept of time. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, all of that has happened. Yeah. Thirty minutes of eight, eight years and thirty minutes yes. has happened. <laughs> yes. But and I'm still very new. Yeah. I'm like, I'm grateful for my experiences and my education and my opportunities. Yeah. I'm still nowhere near 
mm-hmm. where I envisioned in my head. Yeah. And sometimes that's frustrating. Sometimes it's liberating. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Do you feel like you're successful? I feel like. Hmm. I feel like I'm learning to accept that I am accept- I am successful. Because mm-hmm. I think, like I said, where I want to be versus where I'm at. Two com- not two completely different places. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're lining up. Yeah. And I, it's closer than I think. But um, that expectation, with that expectation in mind, I feel like it feels like a yes or no question mm. when it really is like accepting the yeah. success that I've already acquired and like the things that validate me for for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just out of an external thing of validation, but a thing of like knowing and affirming myself and like me just pursuing it. Yeah. Um, and their success in that, their yeah. success in me knowing myself well enough to take opportunity and to trust God and to, um, and just to continue to live life, to yeah. have confidence enough to live the life that I've been given Yeah, is, I think, success in itself. Mm-hmm. Cause I think to betray what you're supposed to be here for, um, is more work. Mm-hmm. And it um, ultimately delays what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. right? So there's success in just feeling and knowing that I'm in alignment to where I'm I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. Per shoot, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. First of all, <laughs> I love that it was the one question, and we did go through the eight years. But I think that stories like that are so important, though. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've been sitting here like this is the first time that it happened that has happened. But I love that because I feel like you truly broke down like the journey mm. to get here, and that is the essence of who you are. Yeah, every single step that got you to be here into the person that you are, and when you come back. Period. And you tell me the second part of the story. <laughs> I'm like, there's another? <laughs> there's another. There's another? When you create the next part. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very excited about that. And I'm so glad that Maria D. Smith, the player, um, uh, the player. <laughs> hey, don't take it hey, personal. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> don't take it personal. Maria D. Smith. The writer and playwright mm-hmm. got to come here and tell her story. Oh my gosh, thanks. I feel like you have so many questions. No, it doesn't and even matter. <laughs> I feel like I messed up your program. You no. Should, you should ask I, your questions. First of all, first <laughs> Tori, of all, cut the tape. We, we <laughs> go with the flow here, but I am going to end my last two questions, which I ask every single one of my guests. Yeah, yeah, Because you're not getting out of here without answering these two questions. Okay. So, okay. Do not, I don't... <laughs> Okay, so real life, though, I don't want you to feel any type of anything about that. Like, I think that this was extraordinarily beautiful. Like, I do. And you are a writer. Like, (laughs) I would expect, I would, I don't expect anything else. Like, get out of here. (laughs) Okay, cool. No. Okay, so my last two questions. The first one. Okay. What is your personal motto? Mm. (laughs) Honestly. It's a Muhammad Ali quote. Come on now. <laughs> and it's Come on, key, the greatest. <laughs> the greatest. And it's low-key aggressive, but I feel like you have to be that way. Yeah. You have to be that way when you're pursuing what you want. So uh, Muhammad Ali once said, if you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. Ooh. I never heard that one. <laughs> I never heard. I, I know that's. He said, don't even dream it. <laughs> Girl, don't I have to put that one in my artillery. Don't that one is good. It. I know that's right. Yeah, and it just kind of keeps some audacity about you. Just yes. like, yeah, yeah. Like, you might not think I'll get you, but I will. <laughs> and, it, and it's not even you. It's not even you. It's more so than any doubt. Any doubt that creeps in my mind. Yes. I know that's <laughs> right. Shoot. Well, anyway, hell, I'm scared to ask the last question. <laughs> no. Okay, so last question. If you could teach a master class on anything, what would it be? Uh, 
master class. Mm-hmm. I knew that had to be a master or something. <laughs> Bye. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Um, a master class. Ooh, mm. probably on vision boards. Ooh. I'll probably do a, a master class on like vision boards and um just like crafting the world that you want mm-hmm. like taking inspiration from quotes and pictures and mm-hmm. all those kind of things and like challenging yourself to be the most audacious versus audacious version that you can be mm. through like this this form of like crafting yeah um because i think it's interesting how you really get to see yourself in different lights based off like what you pull from mm-hmm. like you might like this type of art or this like type of um language or mm-hmm. i don't know and it it's just so interesting to see what everyone can create with like the same resources but they're yeah. totally different like yeah using the same magazines scissors glitter whatever and mm-hmm. it's like yours is gonna be completely different than mine yeah and, absolutely but then also like challenging you to like make it as specific to you as possible so you can mm-hmm. like then understand yourself a little better yeah I have this uh, this planner. Uh, it's called the Christian Planner. Mm-hmm. Um, shameless plug. I don't. They don't. I don't got no money, no endorsements. But <laughs> they're they're a really cool company because uh, they're faith driven. Mm-hmm. So they have room for you to do your devotionals and stuff at the top of every week. Yeah. Um, with like scriptures and stuff throughout. But at the beginning of the year, they have this opening uh, for you to create a vision board mm-hmm. for your year. And I think it's really cool the placement and everything. Because you open your journal to like plan one of your days, yeah. And then you see this idea, this vision mm-hmm. of what you want for in long term, like yeah. And you know, at the end of the year or whatever. And yeah. so it, I don't know, it just kind of keeps motivation and perspective. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just go and look at it some days when you're like a little overwhelmed. And you're yeah. like, oh, this is cute. Or you see like what has come to pass. Like I put Beyonce on my vision board. Mm-hmm. And we got and I got to go see her. Um, yes. I saw her this year. Yes. I got to see her at the birthday show. Uh, yes. Yes. Here. Yes. Yes. Powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. So all that to say, yes, mm-hmm. I would teach your master class on vision boards because I think they kind of, they keep you optimistic. They keep you in flow. Mm-hmm. They get to, you kind of get to track how you change as a person. Yeah. You know, and I think it's just a really cool thing to do. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I absolutely love that we met. Yeah. <laughs> I love this time together. Yes. And let's just cheers it out. Cheers. Like Hold on. Bring it around. There we go. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of The Black Retreat. And I will see you next time. Bye. Bye.